Good morning, church. So I hope you guys have enjoyed the service thus far. Um, hope you feel uplifted by the singing and, you know, the communion message and, you know, Joe bringing us to the foot of the cross. So um, I'm going to let you guys in on a little something. Um, maybe you know or maybe you do not know, but God wants us to follow him wholeheartedly 100% of the time. Okay? Wholeheartedly 100% of the time. So I think the reason that we don't do that all the time or the reason why some people may not follow at all is because we have trust issues. We just have major trust issues, people, major trust issues. Uh, we just do not trust God 100% with our lives all the time like we should. So, and I have to tell you, I'm guilty, right? I- I'm guilty. I just don't. i tell you, I started working on this message on Sunday night. Um, yeah, last Sunday. Um, <laughs> I just finished this morning. Uh, in the back just right now. So I started working on this, this message Sunday night, and Monday morning I woke up stressing, worrying about a situation that I had going on. And I'm thinking to myself, like, self, you got to get it together. Like, you are preaching about this on Sunday, and you are sitting here, like, not trusting God. This is crazy, right? So you know, had to get together. I felt like God was telling me, boy, like, if you want to go up there and preach to my people, you're going to have some conviction about what you're talking about. So I'll tell you, you know, I have some conviction this morning. Um, and I, I blame all of my troubles that I went through this week on you guys, right? I felt like if I wasn't, if I wasn't preaching today, I wouldn't be going through all that, right? God, God wouldn't have been making sure that, you know, I trusted him. So it's y'all fault, okay? Each and every last one of y'all. So the title of my message today is God's Got It, Now Go. God's Got It, Now Go. So uh, let's turn our Bibles over to Mark um, 4. We're going to read 35 through 41. So this is one of my favorite counts in in all of the Bible. Um, So the Bible reads, that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? All right, so um, then he got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the waves died down, and it was completely calm. So let's just stop there for a minute. So imagine this scenario, right? Um, You're in this boat. And it's this huge storm. Um, Waves are crashing against the boat. So, you know, probably a pretty scary moment for these guys. Now, let's remember who these guys were, right? So the disciples, we know from Scripture that four of these guys were fishermen, right? And we can make the case that um, three others were fishermen as well. So there's a chance that seven of these guys in this boat were fishermen. So I'm sure that, you know, being a fisherman, 
um, living that lifestyle, they've been on a boat before in a storm, right? They've they definitely been on a boat before in a storm. They probably knew what to do, right? They probably had like a, a protocol. Storm comes, we do this, we do that. But obviously this time it wasn't working out because these guys were terrified. I mean, these guys, the Bible says they were, you know, they thought they weren't going to die. And, you know, we all have huge storms in our lives, right? Um, we go through scary moments. Um, and, you know, in a space, auditorium this size and this many people, it may be some of us here today going through a life storm, right? We may be going through a life storm today. So we have storms in, you know, our relationships. We have storms in school, at work, with our kids, with our parents. You know, life, life is full of storms. Um, and when the disciples face their storm, in verse 38, they go to Jesus and they say, Jesus, don't you, don't you care, right? They ask Jesus, do you care? So now, you know, reading this, I'm thinking to myself, like, this is Jesus Christ, right? And you're going up to Jesus Christ and you're like, do you care? Like, really? Like, do Jesus Christ care? Of course he cares, right? This is the Son of God. This is God in the flesh. So, of course, Jesus Christ cares. Um, but in the same way, we can be the same way sometimes, right, church? We go through our storms, and, you know, we immediately go on to Jesus like, you know, God, you know, help me, right? Don't you care, God? I'm drowning. Um, this situation is just too big for me. I can't handle it, right? And God is like, I got you, right? So... I remember um, in my life when God first called me um, to make decision to make a decision to live my life for Him. So at that time, I had been supporting myself financially um, through means that doesn't please God, that wasn't pleasing to God. Um, I had been in a relationship with a young lady um, for four years. Relationship was not pleasing to God, and you know God called me. Hey, you know I need you to drop this. I need you to follow me. So, you know, I dropped it, right? And I followed God. Um, so you would think that after that, everything would be great, right? I, I just made this decision to follow God. You would think, man, life is going to be perfect now. Um, so that's not the case, right? <laughs> that, that's not what happened. So, you know, I made that decision to follow God. And then... You know, now I'm broke, right, because I'm not doing what I did before. Uh, so I'm broke. I have no money. Um, me and the young lady happen to be living together. So I moved out. Now I'm back in my father's house in a back room, you know, stressed out. Then, you know, my friends and my family, they start looking at me like, hey, I don't know if this was the best decision, you know. Like, people started questioning my decision. It's like... And at that point, I'm like, God, like, where are you? I, I'm starting to think, man, was this the best decision for my life, right? I'm like, God, where are you? And I had, a, I had a moment like the disciples, like, God, help me. Like, don't you see I'm drowning here? Like, where are you, God, right? When are you going to come through for me? Um, you know, so I, I had that moment with God. So let's look back at... Um, our text, and let's see how Jesus responded to the disciples. So the disciples asked him, you know, do you care? So in Mark 5, verse 38 through 41, 
Mark 5, 38-41. Um, Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the, set, got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He says to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. So Jesus asked his guys, his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Right? So mind you, I mean, these guys think they're going to die. It's this huge storm. And Jesus says, Why are you so afraid? It almost seems obvious why they're so afraid, right? But Jesus is like, do you still have no faith? Um, so Jesus, what Jesus is basically telling him, right, when he's asking them, why are you so afraid? Jesus is saying, look, I am right here in the boat with you. Like, if I'm in the boat with you, why are you worrying? Like, I'm going to take care of you, right? I got it. I'm in the boat with you. I'm going to take care of you. And that's the same message that God has for us today. When we go through our life storms, God wants us to know that he's here with you. He's walking with you. He's holding arm to arm with you. He's carrying you sometime when you're going through your storms. So you don't have to worry. You can trust God 100% wholeheartedly all the time with your life. Because God's got it. He's with you in the boat. So now when I go through my storms, right, and plenty of storms, um, you know, they never stop. When I go through my storms, I say to myself, Jesus is in the boat. Jesus is in the boat. I'm not going to worry. Jesus is in the boat. So I want to pass that practice on to you guys, okay? So on the count of three, I want everybody to say, Jesus is in the boat, okay? One, two, three. Jesus is in the boat. Come on, again. Jesus is in the boat. One more time. Jesus is in the boat. So it's good, right? So let me tell you, it works for me, right? When I, this past week, when I was worrying because of you guys, uh, I just kept telling myself, Jesus is in the boat. Jesus is in the boat. He's going to take care of it. Honestly, the situation played out better than I could have ever imagined. So God worked it out like he always does. So let's look at a, other, um, a couple other scriptures that I think you guys should commit to memory, um, you know, that will help you in your times of trouble. So the first one is Proverbs um, 3, 5 through 6. So Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. So the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not half of your heart, not most of your heart, but trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. So I think a lot of times, that's where we get in trouble, right? We lean on our own understanding. Like, I don't even see a way for God to work this out. So I, I have to worry because it wouldn't even make sense. Like, there's no way God can work this out. There's no way this situation could get better. But that's because we lean it on our own understanding, right? And the Bible says, God says, my ways are higher than your ways. Like, we can't even understand God's ways. 
If God said he's, he got it, he's going to come through. He's going to take care of it. So we need to lean on God, trusting him wholeheartedly. And the Bible says, in all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Um, next scripture, let's turn over to Philippians 4, um, 6 through 7. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So the Bible is telling us, do not be anxious about anything. Anything at all, whatever it is, do not be anxious. But in every situation, go to God in prayer, right? Um, and work it out in prayer. And then the, my favorite part of scripture, it goes, it says that, um, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So I think about our text and I think about Jesus in the boat, right? And this guy is in the stern on a cushion sleeping while everybody else on the boat is completely freaking out, thinking they're going to die. So, you know, I read some, um, you know, I read up on the scripture a little bit, some commentary. You know, some people was like, you know, Jesus, he had really long days. Jesus did a lot. Maybe he was just that tired. I feel that Jesus had that peace that just transcends understanding, all understanding, where you can be in the middle of a storm and, you know, you're just peaceful. I mean, have you guys ever experienced a time in your life where life is just going crazy and you're in the middle of this storm, and, you know, everybody around you is freaking out, and you just calm, and they're like, like, what's wrong with you? Like, you don't understand what's happening, and, you know, you just calm, and that's the peace that, that Christ gives us. Um, you know, it just transcends all understanding. We can't even understand, you know, it's happened to me before where, you know, things are going crazy, and I'm just like, God is going to work it out, you know. Uh, I'm going to be good. And, you know, it just transcends all understanding, the peace that Christ gives us. So, you know, let's not be anxious, but let's go to God in prayer and let's ask for that peace because we know he's going to come through. Um, and one other scripture, um, Psalm 55, 22. Psalm 55, 22. Um, it says, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. So the Bible says that we can cast all our cares on the Lord. So that's good news to me. I have a lot of cares. Um, hear God, take them, take care of it. And then the Bible says that he would never let the righteous be shaken. So if you are in Christ today, you're righteous. Because the Bible says we're righteous because he's righteous. Right? So it's nothing that we do to make us righteous. We're righteous because he's righteous. So if you're here today and you're in Christ you're righteous. So the Bible says God will never, ever let you be shaken. So you can trust God. You don't have to worry about anything. Um, so when I say you can trust God, you know, and you should trust God, does that mean every situation is going to work out the way you want it to? Um, does that mean God is going to come through for every storm? Absolutely not. You know, what we have to remember is, God is trying to refine us to become more like Jesus. God has eternity in mind for us, right? God is thinking about heaven. God is thinking about 
what's the best way that I can help X, Y, and Z get to heaven? Put your name there, right? What's the best way I can help you get to heaven? God has eternity in mind. Um, you know, far too often, we don't have eternity in mind, right? What we have in mind is YOLO, right? Y'all remember that, right? YOLO, you only live once. I want to do this. I want to, do, I want to have the best life ever. You know, I've heard of people doing some foolish things in the name of YOLO, right? Or how about the new one is I'm living my best life, right? That's the new thing now, right? Hashtag living my best life, right? I thought that wasn't cool, right? I thought I didn't know that. And you're right, I'm not cool, but my wife is, so, you know, I, I know what's going on. So, you know, the, the new thing is I'm living my best life. And that's amazing. And God and Jesus, he wants us to live our best life, right? So, actually, that's one of the reasons Jesus came, is so we can live our best life. So turn with me over to John 10.10. 10. Um, you know, familiar passage, probably one of the most popular ones. John 10.10 10 says, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So now, if you have your digital Bible, and you turn to that same passage in the EMV translation, which is the Edward McCall version, it don't really exist, all right? Don't turn it. I'm just playing. But the Edward McCall version, Jesus says, I come so you may have your best life, so you can live your best life. So Jesus absolutely wants us to live our best life. Um, but... You know, he wants to have this amazing life. But, you know, I, I will question sometimes our definition of our best life, right? So what's our definition of our best life? Um, so I think, you know, you really have to think about that, um, you know, and see what's our best definition of our best life. Our, our best life should be the one in which we honor God, right, with our bodies. We honor God with our minds. We honor God with our thoughts. We protect our temple. We protect this body that God gives us. Um, our best life should be the one where when we go through storms, you know, we welcome them because we know it builds character. We know it builds faith, right? We know that's what's going to get us to heaven. I mean, I've been through a lot of storms, and I tell you, my faith account, my faith account is I, I, I have a huge faith account. Now, my chase account needs some work. But my faith account, you know, is really good because I've been through a lot of storms. Um, and, you know, ultimately, God allows this stuff because he wanted to build a character. He wanted us to be like Jesus. And the only way to achieve this, the only way to make it to heaven is for God to mold us, for God to transform us. So, you know, although these storms are not easy, let's welcome these storms, right, when they come. The, the Bible talks about rejoicing in all situations, right? So let's welcome these things when they come. Because um, we know that it's going to help us receive eternal life. So now that we all will trust God 100% wholeheartedly all the time, right? Now since we, we know that we need to and we're all going to do it, um, we can get to my second point, uh, which is now go. So, you know, once you trust God and you're not really worried about your life, you know, my motto is 
I'm going to let God worry about my life, and I'm going to worry about God, right? I, I'm going to let God take care of my business. I'm going to take care of God's business because I can't take care of my own business. But I know what God wants me to do. So I'm going to go, and I'm going to go take care of God's business. Um, so God take care, takes care of us so we can go and so we can love other people. So that's God's plan. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to make sure you are right. Now go love somebody else. Right? So that's God's plan. So let's turn over to Matthew 28. Matthew 28, we're going to read 18 through 20. So the Bible says, um, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth have been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Um, So here is our commission that Jesus gave us, right? Our command, our mission. I call this the mission of love, right? So Jesus tells us basically... Going to our neighborhoods, right? Going to our schools, going to the restaurants, going to the park, right? Go to the different boroughs, go to the different cities, go to all nations and help these people to know me, to love me, and to follow me. That's what Jesus tells us to do. That's the command he tells us, to go make disciples, right? Go make disciples by teaching them everything and baptizing them. Um, so that's what Jesus tells us to do. This is love. Right? This is love. Obviously, a lot of other things go into love. Love is a big word. God is love. Right? So it's a big word. But this here is love. Um, so, you know, when I made that decision um, to follow Jesus, I felt like my brother who introduced me to, to Jesus um, and, you know, the guys in my life, Franklin, you know, Bob, Simon Lee, all the guys who helped me out. I feel like they loved me because they taught me, you know, how to follow Jesus. They, they, they showed me what God wanted out of my life. And to me, there's no bigger, you know, way to love someone or better way to love someone than showing them what God wants for, for them out of their lives. Um, so, and I think that, you know, one of the reasons why this part of love is so important. Um, Let's look over to James, right? Let's turn to James. Um, James 4.14. And this tells us um, why this is so important and why this matter is so urgent. So James 4.14, it says, why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. So why is it so important for us to go out into all the world, you know, to preach Jesus crucified, help people get to know God, help people get to heaven? Because life is short, man. Nobody's promised tomorrow. So just last month, um, me and a good friend of mine, we were hanging out, and we were just talking about how, you know, all of our friends who we grew up with, you know, on our block, back in our neighborhood, how we were all still alive, right? We haven't faced no tragedy uh, within our friends. This was like a month ago we was talking about it. And it's a lot of us. I mean, it might have been like 30 of us, you know, that we all grew up together. 
you know, in the same neighborhood, um, like, all our lives. Just like a month ago, we talking about it. Then last week, I get a call. One of the guys from the block died. 42 years old. Gone. Right? Passed away. And, you know, it just made me think, man, life is so short, you know? I mean, I was talking to another friend. He was like, man, I was just talking to him last night. They was talking, Lake, one is a huge Lakers fan, one is a huge Knicks fan, talking about the up-and-coming basketball season. And the next morning, he died, right, just gone. So, again, turn me to James 4.14, right? Why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. So let's look at one more scripture before we close. Um, go to 2 Corinthians 5.20. 2 Corinthians 5.20. The Bible reads, um, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So the, the Bible calls us Christ's ambassadors. It's our job to go out and to show the world the love of Christ and to help them to make it to heaven. So I don't know about you guys, but there's no Calvary coming, right? There's no Calvary coming. We are the Calvary. The church is the Calvary. This is our job. We have to go get this done. Um, Have you ever seen one of those movies, right, where they had like a special force team, Um, like maybe some Navy SEALs or something, and they're like, look, we have this mission for you. You have to go in this foreign country. You have to do X, Y, and Z. But if you don't succeed, we're not coming to get you, right? They always tell them that, like, right before they get on the helicopter. Hey, by the way, if you don't succeed, we're not coming to get you, right? Or how about you guys ever seen Independence Day, the original one with Will Smith? So you had the aliens, they're invading Earth, right? And Will Smith and his team, they're like the last line of defense, like, If they don't get it done, that's it. The earth is over. The aliens are taking over. Everything's destroyed, right? Everybody's dying. So just like Will Smith and his mission, we're the last line of defense, right? We have a mission as well. Christ gave us a mission to go out and save this world, to go out and show people the love of Christ. Christ gave us that mission. So there's no Calvary coming because we don't need a Calvary, right? Christ, God gave us his Holy Spirit. We don't need anything else to get the job done except Christ's Holy Spirit that he gave us. So we don't need a Calvary because we already have everything we need to get this mission done, to go and love people and to help people to make it to heaven. So for those of us here that have not already made Jesus Lord of your life, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? We have this huge mission to go out and to help people get to know, and we need you. We need you. God needs you on his team. We need you to help us. This is a huge mission. We need as many soldiers in this mission as possible. So I implore you guys, stop playing around. You're not losing anything. I thought I was losing my whole life when I came to Christ, and he has given me, I mean, so much more, right? I've been, that was 11 years ago when I came to Christ. Now I stand here. I've been married for eight years, right? And I'm, I'm actually married to the young lady 
who I was dating in, in the relationship that wasn't pleasing to God, right? God flipped it around, right? It was a huge storm. She went through her own storm, but God worked it out. Four years later, we got married. I have a beautiful child now. And, I mean, you know, you guys know how much I love and adore my boy, right? And I can just remember those times through those storms, you know, when I'm like, man, God, where you at? What are you doing? And, you know, Franklin would just tell me, look, man, just hold on. Trust God. Trust God. You know, and when I couldn't see God, he was telling me to trust God, and I did that, and God has brought me here today. So whatever you guys are going through, whatever's stopping you from making that decision, God will work it out. Now, you know, it was a, it was a long road, right? And it was tough, and it got really tough at times, but God worked it out. Times are still tough, but God's still working them out, right? So you can do this, right? You can do this. I believe in you guys. God believes in you guys. You can do this. And for us who have made the decision already, right, one of my favorite songs is called Do Something, right? So the song goes, the song is all about messed up things in the world, how jacked up the world is. And then the guy goes, I, look, I shook my fist to heaven and said, God, why don't you do something, right? And then the next line of the song goes, God said I did, I created you, right? So God created you, he created you, you, me, so we can go and do something. So we can go and save this world. So we can go and help people find Christ. So we can go and love people the way we need to love people. So I'm ready. Are you guys ready? Because I'm, re- I mean, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Let's go.